Welcome to Cafeteria Talk, the podcast where we talk about any and everything, just like the days at the cafeteria table. This is Nua, DJ Nua. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Slick Rob, and there's no introduction needed, even though I just gave you the introduction. I know that's kind of crazy, but let's get right into it. Alrighty, alrighty. I like hearing that. I like hearing that. So, uh, before we get started... A bit of business. The business. The, the business. business. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. Cafeteria Talk has been disabled due to copyright infringement. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Cafeteria Talk Official. You can follow us on Twitter at Cafeteria Talk. And of course, if you are looking at us on any podcast, uh, Apple Podcast specifically, make sure to give us five star ratings and reviews. Now that that's out the way, how you been, bro? How you been? I have been great, honestly. I have been ecstatic, and ha, huh, it has been a good. It's been, it's been good. Look, I, I, I see that, man. Look, you on your way out of this bit. Yeah, yeah, finna be in Atlanta. Yep, bro. We did our last day at Office Depot together. I don't know if like we've been. We I don't know if you, you said anything. We actually finally got a job at the same place, and then he goes and leaves. But it is what it is. It, it is what it is. is. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. But uh, yeah, um, we just been we we've been grinding at Office Depot, and me if I'm not doing that, I'm DJing. I uh, finally finished up school, so now I'm back into the acting for the summer until I go back to school and finish that up again. And we 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 just get into it. Yeah, it's it's a lot of lot of stuff, a lot of changes, and I love to see it. We love we love to see it. we love to see it. Love to see it. Love to see it. Because change brings growth. At least change of seasons, you know. Yeah. When season changes, you're going to get, like, trees and new shit growing. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to talk about the first episode of Loki. Loki? In the words of Thor. Loki. Or, in the words of Thanos, as Guardian. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, but before before we get to that, we're gonna do something we always do. What is it that we always do, Slick? We do the put on segment. And y'all already know we're finna talk about something we may have recently seen, eaten, watched, that we think you, the people, should check out. And I'm gonna go first. You know what I'm gonna put y'all on today? Like Quattro did in one of our recent I'm gonna put y'all on a person. He put us on Tiana Taylor last, one of our last few episodes. Yeah, that he did, that he did. And he went crazy about it. And I'm going to put y'all on, I've mentioned her so many times on this podcast, and Quattro knows how much I love her. I'm going to put y'all on, not Zendaya, but her little sister in the Hollywood business, Storm Reed. I'm going to put y'all on Storm Reed. Yeah, yeah. And if y'all wondering why I'm going to put y'all on Storm Reed, it's because she just won an award. And I have to pull it up because it was something... I was like, okay. It was called, it was off of the X, the XQYearbook.com. She is the most likely to take the world by storm. 
Oh, and she most definitely will. And, you know, her name is Storm, so, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's all I'm going to say. And, like, I love how she's, like, she's a bright young woman. She's doing her thing, you know. I love her growth. I've been following her since she was in 12 Years of Slave, even though she had that small little role as one of the Slave Master's daughters. Um, I, like, I love her growth, especially her in Euphoria. And then she's she's going to be in these these the Suicide Squad um, playing what's-his-name's daughter, Bloodsport, I think is uh, what's his name's. Um, I don't know. I'm intentionally not following that that hard because I I want I really want to see what James Gunn puts together. Yes, but um, and then she's also going out for this big role that she's kind of keeping secretive, but she's working out like almost seven days a week. You know, actors got to do rough stuff to get their bodies in shape, and she's going through that right now. And I can't wait to see what she does. And Storm Reed, y'all, I'm telling y'all, y'all won't be disappointed. Look up any of her work; you would not be you would not be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so y'all, my put on is, um, and I, you know, it's gonna be something I've already put on again, but they've had two seasons come out since then, and bro, oh my god! So I've done it already, and I had the wrong name because I had the name of what they call it in the park, but this is actually called Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. Mm. And as I said before, it's an animated uh, series about some kids who are on the island during the events of the first Jurassic World. And at the end of like the first season, they get stranded. And the second season is really just them surviving on this island. And you thought, okay, it's, it's kind of all right. The third season just dropped. When I tell you, it literally has you shitting your pants. Literally? Like, I had to change a couple times, but yes, <laughs> like this thing will have you shitting your pants. The they have they find a way to match the drama of the original film and the tension and all all the things that make you feel unsense uncertain. Like when the dinosaurs were coming, they do this and they do a really good job of introducing new dinosaurs, so you're not stuck with the same triceratops. They introduce the cynoceratops, which is basically the same thing without three horns and it's got a different number. I really don't know the difference because I'm not as much of a paleontologist as I wanted to be when I was in fourth grade. Mm. But don't worry, the black kid will keep you up with that because he's a future paleontologist. Probably not after spending the days on that island. But <laughs> this, like, it, it gets really serious and they have, if you've, if you've read the Jurassic Park novel, they have a few really good Easter eggs for you. I've read them and I'm like, ah, ha, ha, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Um, the terror is good. You, you, you get your familiar dinosaurs, of course, your T-Rex, your Velociraptor. A uh, little mini put on. If you uh, are privileged enough to make it to Universal Studios, Velocicoaster, as of... As of recording, this is the day of opening, but I was able to get on it in technical rehearsals. Sensational. Right. When I tell you that's like the best roller coaster I've ever been on. I haven't been on a lot. Like I still want to ride a lot of the ones at Six Flags because those have like a hundred mile per hour uh goes go like zero to a hundred in three seconds. But Velocicoaster, it's it lives up to like all the hype. I was there when they started building it for my uh, birthday when I turned 21. We got a pass, and because of Rona, we could keep going uh, for the rest of the year. And then we like, you know what? Let's just save up and get an annual pass and keep going, so that way we can ride this new roller coaster that they're building. And we did that, and 
Velocicoaster is everything it's hyped up to be. And let me stop before I end up talking about every ride that's there because I'll put on that whole damn park if I have to. But <laughs> Camp Cretaceous and Velocicoaster. And that sounds sensational. Sensational. <laughs> yeah. But we're not here to talk about Velociraptors and all that. We're that really w- not. We're really not. We, that would be do- we, need to, we need to do a Jurassic Park episode. Wow. Like, bro, just, just talk about dinosaurs and shit. Honestly, like, that's the type of stuff you have. That's the type of conversations you do have at the cafeteria table. No cap. Legit. Yeah. So, that that's soon. not what we're talking about. We are here to talk about the first episode of the brand new Marvel Cinematic Universe installment on the Disney exclusive streaming service known as Disney Plus. Loki. Loki. Yeah. Or as, uh, as um, Thanos would say, as Guardian. <laughs> I'm not letting that one go. I really like, I, I just like, as Guardian. Like, but he's so, he's so, so the first episode of Loki, it, we're just going to go right into it. Uh, we're going to already go ahead, right and go to it. So if you haven't seen it yet, spoilers, this is your official spoiler warning. Um, we are just going to go delving right into it, just like the show did, because it's going to open literally the last time we saw Loki. The exact same scenes from Endgame and everything. In yeah. fact, is it just me or is there like a, like some kind of filter on the footage to make it look flashbacky. Yeah, like I was thinking that too. Like, okay, I thought it was just me because, like, I'm like, it's like the MCU effect, but like times eight. Yeah, it was so weird to see because, like, I was like, I went back, I looked at the clip of the opening of Loki, and then when I went, I went back and just looked at that clip of Endgame, I'm like, I see the variations yeah, because, and differences. Like, everything looks paler. Like, one thing I noticed was Hulk because Hulk. They had to recreate Hulk for Endgame. They couldn't just use the same one because the technology had advanced so far yeah. that they couldn't use the old assets. So Hulk looks really good in mm. Endgame. And I'm like, why does he look so desaturated in this? And I'm like, they had to do something like that. Now, from the last time we last time we see him, it plays out exactly. We get like one extra shot of Ant-Man kicking the case, which was really cool. Yeah, I love seeing... We got the little clip. They got Ant-Man in there. I'm like, I see! See you, Scott. And then we got um, Hulk whining about the stairs, which is still one of my favorite parts of Endgame. Yeah. Endgame was good for me for the little moments and like just character moments of like things that you would see in comics that shouldn't be in a movie, but they just they put it in. Yeah, it was very funny. More stairs, stairs and stairs. But of course, he whines about stairs and the cube gets kicked over towards Loki, who then picks it up and makes a portal and hops in. And then we get our title sequence. Yes. And I speaking of the title sequence, I love the different variations. Of Loki. And so I wasn't going to get into that till later, but I really feel like that's going to be kind of like this is a WandaVision-esque type thing, how we're going to go into different time zones. And the theme of the show is going to change along with it. Yeah, I'm like I would not be surprised if they did that. One thing I would like to point out is they did a different variation of Loki mocking Captain America um, if you look oh, yeah, at Loki, they got an extra shot. They got the, they did probably did an extra shot of seeing just seeing Chris Evans again. Right, and if that was dope to see, I don't know if that was I don't because that one didn't seem like it had that film we were talking about. Yeah, that one looked brighter than everything else. It could have just been they either found some other footage or called Chris in to do another reshoot, gave him a million dollars to shut up about it, and yeah, I mean when you, when you fight it, you can do shit like that. Yeah, you can. But uh, so then. Then the actual show starts. The flashback is done, and we open in the in the Mongolian no the Gobi Desert. 
Yeah, the Gobi Desert. Gobi Desert. That's the coldest desert on this planet. That's like one of the few things I remember from third grade geography. <laughs> it was so fun to see Loki and then how the how the camera panned up. It kind of reminded me like of the first Iron Man when Tony was in the sand. Mm-hmm. It's just Loki just getting up and seeing those people. And I love how Loki, it shows that this is still like 2012 Loki. That was, I was just about to say that because I didn't think about that until like maybe Wednesday. Like the, or not Wednesday, two days before, so Monday. And I'm thinking, this isn't going to be the Loki that has had all these years of character development. It's going to be the Loki that just tried to take on the Avengers. So he's going to be cocky, arrogant, and it, it unlikable i didn't like loki until recently anyway so it's gonna be that loki and this is gonna be interesting and it was like from the time he's like oh i'm in the other side of this planet you bow to me with no army and then then the tva shows up and the tva i just want to say shout out they got my i love marvel's casting i sarah haley finn you are a jewel to film because she every time i get put on I, i put i get introduced to an actor they always show up in a marvel movie legend and sarah haley finn um can, how, how do i send you submissions i i would love to be in a production that you have cast thank you yes but i just want to the tba they look badass and i want to give a special shout out to my dog wumi mosaka um mosaku actually i'm so sorry but she was in lovecraft country on hbo mask Mac, max max i said mask how, how was she on that Oh my God, she okay. she stole the show. Her okay. and Jonathan Majors stole the show, and of course, just, Jonathan Majors might have implications in Loki. But okay, just because I I personally did not think that she was at her strongest in in her first scene. Oh yeah, when she showed up. It kind of seemed a bit monotone, and I'm like, I I know you can do better than that, and I hope that this this wasn't something you did because you got the call. Yeah, she's a very, really good actress. She was in um, Not Breaking Bad. She was in a show with Wyatt Russell, who plays, you know, John Walker. But um, I'm trying to remember the show it was. But um, she is really good in that, too. I got to remember the show. But I'm just the TVA in general, I did a little bit of background research on them. They're okay, but they're some. They're kind of some dick. No cap. They're, they look like some kind of. They're kind of some dickheads to me when I first showed them. And I, I could definitely see that. I mean, they cast Owen Wilson as the uh, guy with sense. Yeah, that's a like, little bit of a that, that. That was a wow moment for me. This those sticks they used to not to basically make Loki feel the pain 10, 15 times more. I'm like. That is very, very, very badass, but I'm very, like, very fucked up. Like, bro, I'm, that was an anime shot right there. Yeah, just the, like he got. And here's the thing: I'm thinking like, okay, he's moving in slow motion, but nothing else. Like, it doesn't look like the sky or anything else is because you know when something's moving in slow motion, everything feels like it's slowing down. I'm like, this is just him, isn't it? This has got to be just him. Yeah. And then she just walks up. Yeah, you're feeling this in real time, but 16 times as slow. I'm like, ouch. Ouch. I mean, you're you're a god. You can take it, but ouch. Yeah, like, I was like, damn, you're a god, I guess. Like, and it was, oof. And then just this idea saying reset the timeline, that energy field, I really wonder. At first, when I first watched it, I'm thinking that's, that has something to do with an infinity. No, because apparently, well, we get into infinity. Yeah, we'll stuff, get to but, that but that energy field stuff is so interesting. So 
it made me it started making me think about the whole questioning of the timelines in general after Endgame and all that Cap resetting the timeline. So like, right? Then how they go about resetting the timeline is very interesting. They basically white people. They basically are kind of. It, it reminds me of um, what's the movie, The Men in Black? You know? Yeah. And 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 so let's let's just move on and then I'll get to yeah. the point that I want to get to. Yeah. Um. So. He gets apprehended by the TVA, and he's taken into processing. You know, you, you get arrested, you got to go through processing. Have you been through processing? For a ticket. <laughs> I've been to court for it. Oh, dang. See, I, I thought you were just going to say no, and I was going to ask myself, and I was going to say no. But, I mean, like, I haven't been through processing. So, I so, but I, I just know, like, it's something that kind of happens, and mm-hmm. the TVA would be no, um, would be no exception. And it was a very interesting, just layout of events like the way it happened uh, it was very comical in a Tom Hiddleston way I was like this is fine as Guardian Leather and then it's just all stripped off of him Uh, shout out to Tim Hiddleston's workout routine for that scene because I'm like bro no you're just skinny little brother where did that come from (laughs) nah for real like he got the I was like is he supposed to right and then of course he had the scene uh, sign this to confirm this is everything you've ever said what Mm-hmm. Other paper comes out. I'm like, that is genius. One thing that was surprising to me, I'm like, if Loki's how old, he should have more papers. That's what I thought. That, exact. I'm like, bruh, that's like a year's worth of words. Yeah. Unless you have it in like 0.3 font size. Yeah, like it had to be very small. I just love the cat. I was thinking, bruh, like no cap. I saw the cat first thing. I'm thinking, what if the flurkin from cat from Captain Marvel's <laughs> Like every time I see a cat down the MCU, I'm thinking it's a flurkin. I didn't to... even. I don't even know what cat you're talking about. Where, where, where was it? There was a cat when he when when he got dropped down to the guy, talking about the um. Oh. The yeah, cat that was sitting there. I'm yeah. thinking, is that a flurkin? And then he went to the room and he's like, um, "Oh, we're going deep into spoilers." The room. So, uh, are you are you confirmed to your knowledge that you're not a robot? He's like, a, "Wait, to my knowledge, what if I was born a robot and never knew it? <laughs> well, then you this machine would melt your insides." I'm like. <laughs> Shit. Like, that's, that's that's pretty... serious. They're serious. Like, the TVA is something deadly. Right. And so now the next piece of information that I really, really, really want to get to is when he's in the ticket room and he watches that um, that video on the TV screen. One, aspect ratio change. I love those. And two, as they were explaining how this whole timeline thing went off and how if you diverge, it will go into mat... Now, first they mentioned the multiverse... And how if we do this timeline or keep the multiverse in check, if not, you will cause a madness. And I'm like, multiverse madness? Oh, I see what you did there. And one thing I didn't know until the day I watched Loki is the one of the creators of Loki wrote drafts of multiverse of madness. And I'm and now after seeing that, I'm wondering if Loki is gonna end up like the show is gonna also tie in, yeah, as Wandavision into uh, Multiverse of Madness. Kev, Kevin Feige did say this will have some ramifications on what happens in Multiverse. Well, what leads us to Multiverse of Madness? So I'm like, I mean, which makes sense. And uh, then we get introduced to like the uh, the um, the sticks that like just completely eradicate you. Yeah, erase you from history. I was like, which, which is like completely, which is completely contradictory to what you see in that video, where you see they erase the timeline that you create and then put you back in. Yeah, probably just you know to reset you or whatever. But he just got erased. 
from his timeline. So I'm like, was that supposed to happen? Or do they have a separate variant version of you? Yeah, like, can they technically, can they, can the time, because I heard the timekeepers, the time, when watching that video from the, the lady that voiced it, by the way, loved it, loved the voiceover acting. Was that Dolly Parton? Um, no, that was Sophia Martino. Okay, because like me and my sister were like, that sounds like Dolly. Yeah, I think what was so cool was the um, how she was sitting here saying, you know, we just fixed you up, and then just all of a sudden that dude got erased. I'm like, and then okay, shout out to Loki for like, uh, uh, take it, take it, take it. I would have done the same thing. I'd have been like, yep. But I think like. What would have been like a tad bit funnier is if he like, nah, I don't need a ticket. I'm a god of mischief. And he just ran back and just grabbed one. Yeah, he ran back. That would have been very funny. It, they, they just do that. I'm like, yo, the TBA, y'all are very contradictory. And I see why people don't like to go. Like, I see why Loki right. doesn't like the TBA. I, I wouldn't be able to last in TBA. You going to have to keep. They go. Then Loki goes to trial. That was a pretty cool thing. And it's revealed that Loki can no longer use his powers in the TVA. Yeah, because of the um the strap they put around him. No, just in general, like his magic doesn't work in the whole building. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, and I, yeah, that is true. I also thought what was interesting was also the little thing, like the little when she kept whooping him back. Right. That was okay. The I, time loop, uh, whatever they called it, that was that was hilarious. That was something I honestly hadn't seen before too. Yeah, like I ain't never seen Marvel do some stuff like that. And then we're introduced to Owen Wilson's character Mobius. Mobius and I, I I like him so far. Um, it's certainly not one of Owen Wilson's most iconic characters, at least not yet. Yeah, but he's a good character. You can tell that he, so far at least, so far he at least thinks that this Loki has a chance at redemption. But I do feel like he has an ulterior motive to uh, make sure that this Loki. Uh, also is going to end up getting erased. I feel like he's going to double-cross this Loki in general, be seeing that it's revealed later what we'll reveal later. Yeah. Ooh, you heard how it did that. I'm still keeping you slightly spoiler-friendly. Um, but he vouches for Loki and goes with Loki and kind of just shows Loki a bit of his life, his past. Yeah. Um, when he, you know, why do you do what you do? Why do you try to rule? And then we get a bit of Loki's false philosophy which is more 2012 Loki than anything else you can tell he's abandoned that whole tirade by the time Thor the Dark World comes around yeah it was interesting to see um you know Mobius um do that now I do feel like yes I do feel like he could be very he'd probably cross people just because the TVA like I said they're very contradictory in all their statements especially after what happened to what's his name the dude that got erased but I also want to say did you not check out the scroll? I did. I, I saw the scroll. I saw the scroll. I'm like, so scrolls just popping up everywhere. Y'all really just going off of Secret Invasion now. Y'all throwing all these Easter eggs at us. But in his trial, I did love how they show the three timekeepers things. And also, shout out to Gugu Madboff Raw, who played Ravana Renslayer, the lady that was um prosecuting Loki. Well, was there for Loki's trial. Very fine, by the way. And all I'm going to say is, Wow. They're very like no no, no not not wow. You gotta say it like Owen Molson. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I wanna say like they how they just go about it. They like, how do you plead? And like it's oh, guilty of being the god of mischief? Yes. Yes. Guilty of not knowing what the hell is going on? Yes. yes. 
And like I'm like, oh, okay, Loki's being Loki about this, which was like, okay. Because I, I honestly thought he was just going to go, I don't know what's going on. I'm the god of mischief. But like he was real chill with it. And like Loki really kept his suave composure yeah. up until the point of his escape, which we'll get to in a sec. But, but first, I just want to point out a, para- a parallel to Endgame real quick. One, uh, Tony Stark actually finds out the secret to time travel. He uses a shape of a Mobius strip inverted. Yep, a Mobius strip inverted. And then we get the character Mobius. Uh, a Mobius strip basically is kind of take a long piece of cloth, twist one end, and then like connect the ends back together. And then you would invert that. I don't know anything about quantum physics, so I really can't say if that would really help you travel through time or not. But it's just a parallel to Endgame to show a bit of time continuity. Yeah, and I love. I also loved how Loki already knew there was two Tony Starks in the building. Now, what interests oh, me? Cologne. Yeah. yeah, the cologne is that Axe, Axe body, body spray? spray. I had an extra can for emergencies. But like when she said, "Well, when Ravana Renslayer said that was supposed to happen," I'm like, it made me think. I'm like, okay, so Doctor Strange really is interesting because he said there was only one out of infinite ones that would help and she said that avengers doing that was supposed to happen i'm like so Thanos. i thought Thanos basically wasted all his motherfucking time honestly because you were supposed to win then lose that's tough that's a tough pill to swallow basically basically um that's crazy yeah so as we get mobius um showing loki his life and everything like that, he decides to show him a little bit of the future. And Loki is still, get this out of my face, no, this this ain't happen, until he shows Loki giving the instructions to the, what's pronounced what, Kersaid? I really don't remember. No no, no one actually has rewatched Thor of the Dark World since Endgame, come on. But uh, then we see that the fact that his mother, as a result of him giving the enemy directions, his mother has been, has been killed. Yeah. And that makes him flinch, but it doesn't really do much to him until after his escape. Yeah. And I actually just read an article about after his escape, he basically runs and he finds the Tesseract. His um, interaction with the uh, the clerk at the desk was hilarious. Yeah, I didn't know the clerk at the desk is actually a comedian in real life. Didn't okay. know that. I'm going to have to check out some of his work because he had me dying. What, that what, is what, like, what's a fish? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like, I'll gut you like a fish. What's a fish? I, I like, it was 3 a.m. I'm the only one downstairs, and I'm trying so hard not to laugh because that is the worst response to I'll gut you like a fish. <laughs> it's the worst and the best because, like, if you say that, what the, what the hell are you going to say? I'll gut you like a fish. What's a fish? You can't say anything after you, that. You really can't. That's and like, Loki tried to keep... He tried to stay tough, but like, if you play that dumb, you can't come back from that. And I love it. I, like, it's just the small things in the show that I'm just like, I'm loving. Like, the very subtle comedy is killing me in this show. It, and Tom Hiddleston is doing an amazing job with it. Oh, yeah, he is. Um, but he then uh, finds a Tesseract along with... Tons of other Infinity Stones. Yes. And one thing that popped in my mind was when I saw those Infinity Stones. I'm like, okay, so when Thanos used the stones to destroy the stones, 
<laughs> use, use the stones, destroy the stones. Do they go to the TVA or did they... Because, like, I do believe that the Russos said that they were not destroyed. They're just literally the size of an atom. Literally, like, the size of an atom. So, like... And I also thought, what other beings have messed? Because, obviously, when the TVA brings back... They bring back evidence to show that you've messed with your timeline or your right. your standard, perfect, sacred route, and you went branched off. I wonder what other beings have done this. Uh, uh, at least two, because uh, at least four, because there are two soul stones in there. Yes, I like, did. Two I did. people successfully got the soul stone. Two people actually had to die. Yeah, to get the soul stone. To get the soul stone. One like, thing that interests me, I think there was actually one of the stones that wasn't shown, and I can't remember which one it was. I have to go back. I think and look. I didn't see the power stone. I think it. Yeah, I think I it's the. the I, I think it's the power stone. And I, I didn't see the a mind stone either. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think it, and, the mind stone. Yeah, it and, had. It had to have been the mind stone. And one thing that I'm that I thought of, uh, of nothing I thought of like a few hours ago was that these. These stones couldn't could also just be from other, uh, multi, other 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 universes, other realities. You're right, and the Infinity Stones, the way they work in other universes, is that the color and uh, the color and power of each one is different. So, like if you look in the comics, it's a different universe. So the Power Stone is going to be a different color than the purple that it was in the in, in the movies, mm-hmm. and that's for every single universe that there is. So what if that's literally just a time stone in every other uh, every other uh, alternate reality, other right. branched reality, other other universe? We don't know, but it's just a theory. It's probably not going to be true. I don't think. Like I know we're going to get into the multiverse soon, but I don't think we're going to get that deep into it. And speaking of theories, we got to point out when we first see Mobius when they're in the church in I think fifteen forty eight, when the kid points at the devil. Oh yes, come on. Like Mephistophsis. <laughs> Back at it again. Like when I first thought, I'm like, yo, Mephistophsis. <laughs> and he already said madness. Like you've already mentioned multiverse of madness. We all thought, we all know that that was connected to WandaVision. We all thought WandaVision was going to have Mephisto. At this point. Stop throwing it at me, please. Like at this point, we're just a bunch of rabbits. And Kevin Feige is just dangling a carrot right out of our reach. <laughs> and he's just like, Come here, come here. I know. Oh, you almost had it. You gotta be quicker than that. Like, Feige, we we know it's gonna come. We're gonna be patient. But chill. You're making. You gotta tease us, man. And one thing I also wanna point out speaking of multiverse madness, when they're walking to that room where he basically shows Loki his movie. When Loki says this place is a nightmare, he's like, "Oh, we oh, no, got that." Another department for that. I'm like, and I hope you. I'm like, oh, oh, multiverse of madness again because they've already confirmed that nightmare is gonna be the villain. I'm like, bro, like I know, like when, like I. That's when I was like, okay, I know the dude who wrote, who helped create the Loki show, wrote verse of multiverse of madness. But dang, that's too many Easter eggs in the first like 20 minutes. I'm like, right, like. <laughs> my patience is not cool right now. You need to chill. Don't worry, Feige. If it turns out not to be true, we will not be like everyone else, and we will not say that you don't know what you're doing, because we know that you know exactly what you're doing, and you have a master plan. However, we will be only mildly disappointed. We, we're not, we're not going to go, um, at least I won't. Yeah. You won't, right? Yeah, yeah so no. we, we will not go on a tirade talking about how, ah, 
didn't show up. Like, I, I wasn't even mad about uh, Boner. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I didn't even catch that it was a dick joke until like someone pointed it out to me. Boner. I like I caught it and I just was like, wait, did Disney really just do that? I was like, wow, that really just happened. They, they, they did two dick jokes in the same show. And I thought that was very funny. Boner and mastication. Sin. <laughs> they they Disney really got away with that. They really did. That's the that's the best joke in any Disney media. It it really is. But one thing I think that is interesting is how he shows in this movie and actually has a full strip. Like Right. It's little it's, it's on tape, literally. And what it reminded me of is uh I used to read a I used to read a lot of those Bible tracks and how they need like this is your life and they'd like go through your entire life and show all of your sins at the end and then there'd be the moment of your redemption. It's like of course they show well first they show like the the bad, where it'd be like you have you had this opportunity to come to Christ. You had that opportunity to come to Christ, and you never did. Your soul is damned, and then you get then you got sent to hell. And then, of course, it'd be that one who would have that redemption. And the weird thing about it was with Loki is he watched and like okay after he realizes the stones don't work, he goes back and watches the rest of his movie, and he goes back and he watches his whole arc and how he gets a slow redemption almost doesn't even get it and like literally in his last moments he has redeemed himself yeah but it's still sobering and to think that this loki has been working for thanos for at least the past year and a half yeah and then to see that his death comes by thanos and it it really like that whole time really sobers him up in like it. he he gets eight years of character development in in like maybe worth of twenty twenty minutes of watching his life. I think he at least saw all of Ragnarok and they just kinda cut through. Yeah. But I know for a fact that he saw like they showed us the points that would stick with him the most. Yeah, especially I believe the one that the one that is one of my favorite Tom Hiddleston acting moments of all time is when Back in Ragnarok, he's like my sons, and Loki's reaction to him calling calling him his son. Right. That's seeing that again, and then seeing Loki's reaction to it. Well, seeing Loki watch Loki, I was like, "Bro, that is Loki beautiful." Sorry, right. I did there, it's, but especially when you think of Loki's entire past, is you know when he finds out that he's actually a frost giant, that you know he's never gonna get the throne, and you know this Loki has all that re- that resentment for him is fresh because he just. Dropped out of the the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah. So all that resentment is fresh. He thinks that he's killed Odin, and the fact that he gets to hear Odin call him a son again, right? Bef- and that's his last word. That that is emotional, right there. That's a that's a lot of emotional weight to carry. In- right. And especially being playing that character as well, like. Heads up to um, Hiddleston for his performance in this episode. The range is there. Yes, most definitely, sir. Like, hats off to you, because that is not an easy scene to to do. Yes, and I like how each of the, like, these characters in each of these Disney Plus shows get that moment of grief. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So beautiful. One thing that also is interesting to me is like when Lo- when um you know they finally catch back up to him after he's watched his whole life and mm-hmm. Mobius gets it. He's like, I can't return back to my timeline, can I? 
all this good stuff. It's because they basically, you know, they told him, like, you know, he should be reset, you know. Mm-hmm. So he can't return to that 2012 timeline. And it's so interesting where this goes. Like, this, the TBA is about, you know, keeping that sacred timeline, but. I didn't get that. Could it, you try again? Oh, my phone. I am so sorry, y'all. <laughs> I hate Apple sometimes. But, I hate um, Apple all the time. <laughs> but yes, yeah, like, they want to keep that sacred timeline. But with that sacred timeline, if if Loki got reset completely, would that technically mean that Thanos never killed him? I don't know. It's questions that I have a lot of... This is a question I need answers to, but I don't know. I don't know. But it's interesting that Loki knows he can't go back to that timeline because he's already seen his stuff. And it's- well, well, no, I, I think well, I think the reset just works where they just erase your memory of everything and they put you right back where you... Because... Be- the alternate timeline where he escaped already has been reset. They uh, put the the time bomb there. Yeah, so so what my my thought would be, yeah, they just erase his memory and they put him right back where he where he is and the real question is though if that means that Stark and them then get the tesseract then do they go even further back into the past after that, in their endgame timeline, which they've already altered that a tad bit as well. Yeah. See, see, ah, uh, time travel paradoxes. We're, we're we're getting into some serious shit here. Some serious and complicated shit. And it's it's gonna be madness. One thing that another thing that just bobbles my mind that's so crazy is obviously this is going to also have probably ramifications on Quantumania. Just due to Kang the Conqueror's connections with the TBA and um, the time the tri- the time keepers, I would seriously like to know because there was a little I think there's an Easter egg when once her name says that the timekeepers are busy. He's like busy doing what? She's like keeping the sacred timeline. I think the interesting part is I feel like well this is just a blank theory I have which probably won't even happen because most theories we have in Marvel will never come true. But I feel like Kang was like works with you know the timekeepers he's one of their overseers but they're about keeping a sacred timeline but i feel like king has his own process of how he wants to go about it and obviously he's showing up through the quantum realm because i guess the quantum realm is a good way to keep this sacred timeline afloat i feel like he obviously will have his own way of how he wants to do it because the tva follows by their orders and a little bit easter egg from the comics but this probably won't i don't know because the girl that was the judge, she apparently, her character in the comics has a love connection with Kang. So possibly, I think Kang wants to go about his own way of dealing with the time tribe, the time, the TBA and all that good stuff. And the timekeepers. And I feel like that's what's going to cause ramifications with, because I think the timekeepers are pretty good, well routed with the people of this sacred timeline. And, you know, because people that meddle with time like Strange and all that, they just want to keep the reality good. They don't want to branch this stuff off. But I feel like Kang is a different type of dude because he has his own... But that's a whole nother story. And, and I, I really feel like... Uh, well, let, let's... let's do, Before we get to the implications, let's go to the yeah. end of the episode. Because basically after that, uh, Mobius reveals that the variant that they've been hunting is actually a different variant of Loki. Yeah, he's fluid? Is what it said? He's like a fluid on his paper. He said he's fluid? Oh, no, no that, 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 that was his gender. Oh, that just, I mean, because, like, that's, you know how you've seen, like, Loki as a female in mythology and comics? Yes, I love that. Yeah, Loki, 
that all they're saying is Loki can do that shit, and they just gave it a uh, more twenty twenty one appropriate name. Yeah, and I just love because Loki. But he's been able to do that shit since like the Vikings were Loki cut his dick off. You know, like God of God of Thun, God of Mischief. He can do he can do shit. Like he's that. a shapeshifter. He can pop up as a female. I mean, one time he turned himself into a snake, and uh, and he knows I like snakes, and like I picked a snake up to admire him. He's like, yeah, it's me, and then he stabbed me. Eight at the time. I thought that was very funny. I I love how Loki. That was all improv too. I love how Loki's a shapeshifter. That's so cool. Yeah, he's a shapeshifter. So if he wants to uh, have boobs, he can have boobs. That's been a thing since the twelve hundreds. That man Loki is deadly. So it's not like it's something that they just added. Yeah. Now on to the now on to the next thing uh, that I want to talk about. I have a feeling that we're going to deal a lot more... We're going to see a lot more recycled footage of MCU stuff. Just because... If you think about just... There are at least two timelines that are going to have really significant changes. Yeah. There's Loki's timeline. His original timeline that he diverted diverted from. Because now he's not there. We have no Thor of the Dark World. Lots of things don't happen. Ragnarok probably doesn't start. And... Thanos is gonna wreck shit in a different way in this timeline. Yeah. We have a timeline where there's no Thanos. At all. Peter Quill wakes up, finds the Soul Stone, and sells that shit to the broker, who then's gonna sell it to the collector. Maybe Kane could show up then. And, well, because you, yeah, I just, I remember, if you think of Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., they were able to use the Quantum Realm to jump from timeline to timeline. Yeah, they were. reality to reality. So that's cool. Quantum Realm is very deadly. Very much so. And you also just have no Thanos like actually snapping and then no endgame in this one. So we have a we have about three to four big variants going on right now. Yeah. In terms of timeline. So they've the the TV has a lot to figure out in terms of fixing the sacred timeline. And Multiverse of Madness, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, and definitely also, and speaking of, just because we got to throw this out here, (laughs) Sony did mention they're trying to, you know, work their way into getting their universe connected with the MCU. Now, obviously, they could have just done the the, the easy thing and just sell the franchise back. Yeah, you know, but, you know, they've gone, um, they just don't, they don't want to mess, they don't want Disney to already become more of the monopoly they already are. I get that, but who cares? No, no one cares about but your you money. you know what? At, uh, if it's not for Disney, Spider-Man wouldn't be making y'all money. All I'm going to say. But, I, I can't wait to well, see how, the, how, they, 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 I'll give them the Spider-Verse. Oh yeah, no, no, no. They do well with the Spider-Verse. Sensational. And Venom was not as bad as we thought it would have been. Yes, and I love how Venom and like it's so interesting because this this sparks my my range more because Morbius hasn't come out yet and Morbius clearly throwing all these god doggone Easter eggs. Hello, we got what's his name, the Vulture. Yeah, Vulture. How the, the hell Vulture. did Vulture get there? That's clearly the Sony verse. Unless they put him in an interdimensional prison. Interdimensional prison. Who? Stop! 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 Marvel's not going that deep yet. We we don't know, but this is just this is just sparking my interest even more about the Spider Verse coming. Like I. We already have multiverse, but when we get a Spider-Verse, I'm going to lose my mind and I'm going to shit my pants, like he said earlier. Right. But out of excitement and not out of fear. Yes, out of excitement. Because pants shitting is okay when you're scared. 
I just wasn't wearing my brown pants. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Where, where were we? Where were we? We were, uh, well, basically about, you know, the different variants, you know, killing. Um, oh, we're also about all these different, you know, them yeah, trying like, to really fix the sacred timeline. But this variant that is, you know, going around and killing, you know, these TVA agents, I think it's very interesting. Like, because it shows... One, uh, this is a low-key thing, but I actually, I don't blame, like, I see the variant's point here, like, even though the variant hasn't even said a word in the show, but the TVA is like a powerhouse. They're like a, they remind me of a communistic group that run by people. They want things to be done their way because they want to preserve the sacred timeline to their standards, like, well, the timekeepers. But what if it all, what, it all started as a multiverse is what y'all said, but y'all made it into a sacred timeline. I want I, maybe this variance like things should go back to the way we wanted it to. Y'all can't control time. Uh, I get that. I ride with it, but I don't agree with killing people like that. But, right. Which, like I said, and this. So I think so. We eventually we're gonna have to come up with some sort of at least the show is gonna have to come up with a different way between variant Loki that's killing people. And 2012 Loki that is not dead. And maybe we'll get a cameo from the Loki Loki from that that is dead. Yeah. So this is going to be a very interesting show moving forward. I'm very excited to see where it goes. Yeah, most As definitely. you see, like we've got ideas out the wazoo. Um, and I'm not that kind of, I'm really not the kind of guy to theorize. I had no theories with WandaVision just because of how weirdly like weird it was. But, like, with this one, my head is just teeming with information. So, I mean, hey, if you guys have any thoughts, let us know on our Instagram or anything like that. Or if you want to spark a conversation and keep one, like Black Widow said, with quantum physics, we're here for that, too. Pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. So, uh, where, can, where can I find you, Slick Rob? You already know, Slick, without the C underscore Rob, 2Bs underscore on Instagram, and Robert EW116 on Twitter. And you can find me at DJ underscore Nua. That's DJ underscore N-U-A-H on all platforms. One more thing. This episode was entitled Glorious Purpose. We did not say that once in this thing. No, we starting over. We starting this whole thing over, man. How did we not say Glorious Purpose? Not once in this whole review. And that was the name of the episode. Glorious Purpose. We gloriously failed. We really did gloriously fail. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Um, we're going to have a new episode for you coming soon, as usual. Uh, this is Cafeteria Talk. We out. Cafeteria Talk.